everybody welcome back to another batman news weekly this is episode 189 in year four and we are going to start off this podcast by saying no i juice has not seen the new flash trailer so we are not going to be talking about it i've kind of made it a stance on the podcast that i only need one trailer all right i learned from the batman i saw everything in the batman i don't need to see any more trailers after the first one and i don't want to do that with the flash so. Yes, and I have seen the international trailer. I've seen the normal uh, U.S. trailer, um, and I've seen a lot of the reactions coming from CinemaCon. I have not liked any of them because I know Juice is on my Twitter, and in case he is scrolling, I don't want him to uh, see any of those reactions. I will say, though, um, I won't give any hints or anything because uh, we were talking. I don't know if it was on mic or off mic how mm. you don't like how people hype up a movie because it has that was on mic. Yeah, it was on okay, yeah, yeah. So, what I will say is that uh, there were some random people that were mm. at CinemaCon that didn't think it was the greatest thing in the world, while other mm. people thought it was. Um, but the uh, what was I getting at? The The point that I saw was there was like a list of like 15 things people have been saying about the flash mm-hmm. and you had to get all the way to like 13, 14 and 15 until you finally saw something that was somewhat negative, but not mm-hmm. even that negative. Yeah. Um. So it is looking to be a good movie. We will wait and see. We have our expectations already due to that first trailer. Yeah. Um, and we've seen a whole lot of stuff like the leaked toys and everything else. So we know some things about it. Yeah. So uh, we're trying to keep as much uh, enclosed as we can. So that way juice can be ultimately surprised. I'm one of those individuals that's like, Hey, go ahead and show me everything because I consume so much content on a day to day Mm -hmm. basis. I'll forget everything by next week. So, yeah, no, I am. I have a really good memory. So, like, I remember the stupidest shit. And, like, people are like, why do, why do you remember that? Like, I remember, I, and I have this with friends that I've met or like people I just had interactions with when I know I said something stupid or like, oh, you came off a little cocky there. Like, I remember that shit. And, like, I feel like I could bring it up and be like, hey, man, I just want to apologize that one time I did this and be like, when the, what the fuck? You did that? Like, it just makes myself look even worse. Like, why the fuck would you even bring that up? Like, I completely forgot. <laughs> uh, so it's just like, damn. But, yeah, I remember a lot of shit, and I just definitely don't want to. If, I, if I'm if i interested in it is what I should say. There's a lot of shit that I've forgotten that I do not give a fuck about. Like, a lot of stuff that's happened in the MCU. Um, or stuff in Gotham, as I have, I was corrected uh, by Young in the last one. I said that the Gotham police chief was the electrocutioner when he was like the executioner, which is so yeah. close. Yeah. Um, they both stupid characters, is what else. <laughs> so um, I, you know, I'll, I'll stand on that. But yeah, I just don't want to be spoiled, man. Like, because here's the thing: I'm already feeling the superhero fatigue. Like, I know it's there, and I think it's maybe why I'm jumping more into anime and stuff like that, because I'm like, you know what, anime's silly, and I don't have these, like, I don't know, standards for anime, I guess, you know what I mean? Because, like, since I was young, anime has shown me, hey, we're awesome, and also really stupid, so, like, you know? I, I I will say this about, like, the the superhero fatigue and everything, We've, we've seen lately in movies Mm -hmm. that it is taking a hit especially in 2023 
Ant-Man did not do great. Shazam did not do great. Right now, I think uh, Mario is set to hit a billion dollars either the day of we're, we're recording or in the next few days. Yeah. So there seems to be a, a big shift here. Um, we found out at CinemaCon that uh, the Craven movie that's supposed to be done by Sony mm-hmm. uh, has changed their way of making the movie and it's now going to be rated R. It's taking the approach of Joker. It's wanting to be different, quote unquote. Uh-huh. But I don't think that's really going to help it. Um, Sony behind the wheel now. <laughs> well, it's just like uh, I had told so many friends of mine that they're like the idea of being different for a Sony led film that which yeah. only owns like Spider Man, you know, uh, villains and Spider Man properties. Yeah. You can't just assume, oh, we can pick whatever villain we want and make it a Raider or movie and it, you know, make gangbusters. Like, nobody knows who Craven is. Like, yeah. you can't make Craven a worldwide name when he's not a worldwide name to begin with. Mm-hmm. Joker was a worldwide name. People knew who Joker was. Yeah. So, like, the only way you could do the Joker treatment to a Spider Man villain is if it's Kingpin or the Green Goblin or. Yeah. But I think those are the only two, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think, well, I think you could do it with like Venom or Carnage, to be honest. Carnage is probably the closest Joker that, that Spider-Man has. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my thing is just Sony doesn't know how to make good films. Not yeah. at least when it comes to Spider-Man. And it sucks because they have the Batman of Marvel. So like, yeah. <laughs> it's sad that they're fucking up so much. But to be fair, you know, our feelings aside for the Batman, DC hasn't been doing great with that with Batman much lately either. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I will I will say that uh, you know Sony just needs to, like new management or something. Like you know what they should do? They should just poach somebody from Disney. They'd be like, look, man, we need somebody. Like come over here and fucking do our shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whoever's under Feige, like I would take that person. So I well the rumors have been that um, Kevin Feige, of course was approached by Zaslov. Hey, come over to DC. Yeah. Be head of my DC studios or whatever. He denied it because apparently he wants to be the one that's the puppet master of all of Disney's movies. Yeah. Being Marvel Studios, Lucasfilm, and Disney. He wants mm. to control all three. Which, I mean, more power to him. Big ambition. Um, But I think he probably could do it. Um, And then that would make the person underneath him the head of of marvel studios so what does he do for fun i have no idea (laughs) like i feel like i do a lot in my time and like yesterday for the first time like in i'm talking about in a few weeks i just sat down and played video games for fun like i started playing resident evil 4 again because i have like costumes and shit this time and i have all my guns so i just run through and blast people and i'm just like all right cool. resident evil 4 you mean three no four the remake the one that just came out Oh, Resident Evil. Okay, for some reason, yeah. my head went to uh, Red Dead Redemption. Oh, no. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, I guess... Te- well, no, that's still two. I guess yeah, you count... Re- do you count Red Dead Revolver as a Red Dead Redemption? Well, some that's people... what a lot of people do. Oh, okay. Say Revolver is like the... Uh, the it's still one. part of the, the trilogy. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I would play that game. That game's fucking awesome. But no, I was just playing for fun. I was like, I'm just gonna fuck around and play some stuff. And I finally did that for the first time. So, so. did you did you uh, put on like the the 
the mobster the suit. mobster suit yeah the mobster <laughs> suit and the mask on um and yeah i'm just running around because the thing is is i need to get a bunch of money because here's what i want to do on stream one day i want to see if i could beat the game under two hours but i need to get the rocket launcher to where and you just, just blow everybody. yeah down everybody yeah so i'm gonna do that and then uh see what happens because i think if i can learn the layout i think i can do it under two hours because my when i was younger when we you know you know back in the day when you couldn't just get free games and you had to buy every game because you couldn't just download shit like it was all yeah. physical copies you know you had one game to play all the time so i beat resident evil 2 like a bajillion times and i did it once without saving and without dying and i beat it in two hours and one minute i was so nice. pissed i was trying to get under two hours because <laughs> there was a rumor because you know back in the day you had to like read game informer to find out secret yeah shit. yeah 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 apparently you got a costume if you want under it and it was like the umbrella guys i don't know if that's real maybe i just made that up but i could have swore i read that in a magazine and so i was just like oh i want to try to find that and i never got it under two hours so um that sucks but it is what it is anyways uh so yeah saying that as for the flash all that kind of stuff i'm just i'm done with spoilers man i want i want to the thing is is we do cover this on a daily basis so we can't go spoiler free you know we're not general audience we can't walk into a film and be like wow that was amazing like we already saw that we knew that was gonna happen you know and it also sucks too when you have knowledge of comics you already know like oh this is what they're building to if they're doing it right it's what they're building to yeah and so you're already spoiling yourself as a comic viewer and so um, I just kind of want to try to get back to like some kind of surprise. And if I just avoid trailers, I might see, you know, sometimes they give away that one thing I didn't want to know. Well, I will go ahead and share this just because it was shared from Muschietti. And uh, on the actor that I'm about to be talking about had also commented on it a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. saying that they weren't in the film. Uh, but Muschietti confirmed that. There was a planned scene with Grant Gustin, but ah. both schedules for Grant and for the production were not meshing well uh, to get him into the movie. Because mm. a couple weeks ago, Grant was like, I'm not in the movie. This isn't a joke. This isn't me like trying to like evade sure. questions. Yeah, yeah, I'm just not in it. And people didn't believe him. And then Andy Muschietti commented, uh, I believe either yesterday or earlier today, uh, saying that uh, schedules just didn't meet up. Yeah. So started... just for anybody who had expectations to see Grant, yeah. unfortunately, we won't. I uh, I had started seeing that interview and then I turned it off. I was like, oh, no, nah, I don't need to know that. And then, okay. um, you know, it is what it is. And then I've seen some other headlines. Like I was on CBR because I still try to keep up with what's going on. And CBR is very terrible for clickbait. But I did see one that wasn't necessarily clickbait, but I thought was interesting saying that Ezra Miller's pretty much in every scene in the movie. So that's a lot of flash. That is a lot of flash, considering yeah. there's also two Ezra's in this. Movie. Yeah, yeah. I so I guess like that, that makes sense. I yeah. also did see, um, and the reason why, because you were mentioning like, oh, you haven't seen a lot of negative stuff or there has been negative stuff. This is the one movie that I'm not going to believe anything until I watch it. And the reason why is there are people that are going to hate on this movie just because they hate Ezra Miller. And so I'm not going to believe negative comments until I watch the movie. Yeah, there, there has still been... Uh, like especially the day of the reactions of CinemaCon and yeah. the Flash came out, that a lot of people were like, "Oh, well, you know, the mistakes of Ezra just disappear." But yeah. you know, uh, Jonathan Majors is here, you know, fighting for his career. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of those comparisons out there. I 
will believe some of the hype just because of some of the things that I've heard. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm still waiting to see the performance. I think the hype can be there. Yeah. But it's the performance and everything else that I really want to see uh, go down. Yeah. I do want to point this out because I do see the headlines of like, oh, black men versus white men all the time. I will say, I don't know if Ezra's technically like because Majors is his is all assault to women. Right. And yes. from what we know is a lot of women have come forward for that. So I don't think that was necessarily what was happening with Ezra. His was like, like, oh, he stole something or he did whatever, right? Assaulting women, I feel like people put on a huger pedestal. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people coming out against majors. So I think it's very different. Where Ezra, it's, I think it's a big gray area. I don't agree with anything of it. Any, everything I've seen about Ezra, I think, is really creepy and weird. But there's like, oh, yeah, he kidnapped somebody. That person's 18. They get to make their own decisions. Like we had people yeah. saying that about that. I'm like, I think it's still weird. There's other allegations that are out there, but Majors was apparently caught on video and certain things. We don't know we, yet. We spoke so. a lot in prior episodes uh, yeah. talking about Ezra and his behavior and yeah. how like one wrong thing can destroy mm -hmm. him. And WB knew that. And they said, Hey, you're going to keep your nose clean or you're yeah. never going to work again. And we haven't heard anything yeah. from them. We called it since then. Yeah. I did see this report, which I might call bullshit. Maybe it's real. I don't have the police reports. I heard a lot of people saying that a lot of those incident incidents that came out were after filming was already done. So that's kind of what WB's angle is. And I'm like, oh, I thought that was reshoots. You know, I thought there was some other stuff going on. I believe there was still like reshoots and everything yeah. else. I'm pretty sure. So, but I hear that. I think that's the card WB's playing. So I might call it a little BS there. But yeah. we, as we said on this podcast, Hollywood doesn't give a fuck. There are rumors and all this shit from child stars that there's a lot of predators in Hollywood and they don't give a fuck. Yeah. If you're going to make them a billion dollars, they don't give a shit. So um, whether you like Ezra, don't like Ezra, this movie's coming out and it seems like this movie's going to get praise. I'm just waiting to see because I had a lot of people saying this bitch was going to flop and I'm just going to be here with my fingers and be like, I told y'all, I fucking told y'all if this movie does well, like it's not going to be a flop. This movie does flop. Superhero fatigue confirmed, I think. It's going to be very interesting. Um, of course, next week, by the time people are listening to this, Guardians of the Galaxy comes mm -hmm. out. And a lot of people have said Guardians and the Flash are the true test to yeah. see if hero superhero fatigue is a real thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think Guardians is kind of a test, but not really just because, like, yes, you have the greatness of, like, the mind of James Gunn. Mm -hmm. But you also have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So yeah. it's like people still count that as one of the worst MCU movies. Mm -hmm. So, which crazy enough, some people still call it one of the best MCU movies, which is absolutely. Yeah. Horrific. I don't know. Weird. But um, yeah, I, I will say guardians three feels different though. I don't know if you get that vibe. It feels, I, I think it, I think it very much feels different because it is the, from what James Gunn has said, and the notion that the trailers have been getting is like the final ride mm -hmm. for these heroes. Yeah. So I think it has to feel different. 
True, true. Uh, speaking about Final Ride, um, other news that I guess I don't know if we're doing CinemaCon. I don't know if we have that sit down on our on our stuff. But um, the news that Aquaman two is a bromance movie. Yeah, so I I did put in the notes some of the words. Uh, as James Gunn says, there won't be much of an okay. announcement for DC Studios' new slate. We were gonna get into the uh, the CinemaCon stuff, and I have no problem jumping into it. Yeah, right now if you it. want to. Yeah, so uh, the the word is uh, just because of how uh, the very beginning of WB's presentation, we uh, heard Zaslav say, "Oh yeah." James and uh, and Peter are going to give a new update on their 10-year plan. And everybody's like, what? That's yeah. kind of weird to do this at CinemaCon, but we'll take it, whatever. The whole entire presentation goes on. No word whatsoever. Um, and that is because CinemaCon is usually, it is, a presentation for movies to come within the year or the next year. Mm. Uh, so the 10-year plan really had no place to be at CinemaCon. Yeah. And that's why James Gunn was like, after the fact, he's like, yeah, no, that that was never really the plan. It was just, you know, pushing forward everything else. Um, but yeah, the idea, uh, James Wan actually put it out there when uh, debuting a trailer mm. for uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, that this movie is going to be a bromance movie between Ocean Master and aquaman yeah i don't like if that's the case i feel like the rumors of this movie not being so great yeah are probably true yeah because i was under the for the impression that this was going to be like a land versus ocean movie yeah you know i saw concept art of like a huge war yeah so like i'm curious on what happened also, like, I know I'm pretty sure James Wan loves uh, what's his face that's playing Ocean Master. I think he's come out and said, that. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, it's I forget uh, his name, uh, but something Patrick or Patrick's, yeah, yeah, I forget, but anyways, uh, so maybe he wanted to give him more of a role in this one instead of being like you know a side supporting character or whatever. But I think it's kind of too soon to have them be best bros. Like, you know what I mean? Patrick Wilson. Patrick yeah. Wilson, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, Best Bros is, like, number three, right? Like, you need this as a buffer movie for them to, like, get to know each other, or, like, talk to each other. Like, he needs to be, like, in a jail cell. And then, like, the, you know, the, you know, maybe the, um, the land is attacking. And he's like, I need your expertise to, like, save Atlantis. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, no. Do you know what you just made me think of? What? It's... It it could have been one of the better Thor movies, but you just made me think of Thor: The Dark World. I never saw Dark World, so so Dark World uh, at the at the end of Avengers. Spoiler mm -hmm. for almost a I mean over a ten year old movie now. Yeah. Um. The first Avengers, the end. Loki is arrested and sent to Asgard and then put in prison mm -hmm. on Asgard. And in Thor two, like there is that relationship between Thor and Loki. Yeah. Like. Thor goes into the prison cell and like talks to him and everything else gets to know them. And then at the end, Thor and Loki are fighting together. Mm. That sounds a lot like your pitch here. Oh, and yeah. I think I would have appreciated that a little bit more instead of just being like, Hey, suit up. We're going to go save, you know, whatever. And then yeah. it'd be like a buddy cop romance movie. Like yeah. that's going to be weird.
But you know what? Like, I think as comic book fans, we might think it's weird. Maybe the GA loves it, though. Like, I mean, I if Suicide Squad can make over $700 million, I can't sit here and say other shitty movies can't. And it's it's funny that you bring that up because I put out there, um, well, I saw it from somebody else say that Aquaman and the lo- uh the quest of the, of the lost kingdom uh, or whatever it was gone. uh uh yeah aquaman and the lost uh kingdom is they said one person said it has big green lantern vibes oof 2011 green lantern mm-hmm. vibes and then somebody else said aquaman 2 is worse than suicide squad not the suicide squad but suicide yeah. squad and yeah, you tough. said that you would have to see it to believe it. Um, yeah. I I will, of course, always give judgment after the fact as well. But hearing these things are not good. You know, yeah. hearing everything that we had heard before, now getting kind of like the first reactions to actual mm-hmm. footage and kind of the feeling of the movie, the vibe of the movie and that be everybody's vibe like that's kind of worrisome yeah it's funny that you mentioned that i totally read the green lantern thing as green arrow i don't know why i was on my phone when i read it and that's why i said the cw show and i was just like oh and okay, i was okay. just like uh yeah i don't know that's weird um but also Stephen amell is all like oh yeah never say never i don't want you in this i don't want you in the dcu bro Please stay away. <laughs> I saw you in Ninja Turtles. That's I've I've seen what you're gonna do on the big screen. I don't need to see you anywhere else. If Stick people want to see him again, he was in the last episode of The Flash that aired uh, yesterday, as the time we were recording this. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not I'm not a not a fan of that. But yeah, I don't know, man. I will. You know, I still because Suicide Squad is bad. I recommend anybody go watch that movie again to see how bad it was. I have seen that movie multiple times to be to make sure. Like, all right, let me make sure this is that bad. Um, and I have, and it is, it's not good. Like, I Harley is the best thing about that movie. She gets me through it, and that's it. I'm just like, all right, come on, Margot Robbie, you gotta carry this whole fucking film. Um, other than that, it's fucking sucks. So uh boomerang's kind of cool, but other than that, like, yeah, there's a reason why no, no love to Viola Davis. She's pretty gangster too. Uh, but like the movie's so shit that it overshadows her for sure. Yeah. Because it's such a generic, like we got to go save the world. Cause there's this portal that opened up kind of movie, which every other big disaster movie is like that, you know? Yeah. Um, like did we talked about like early, early in the years of Batman news weekly that the original idea that this was supposed to connect directly to, uh, justice league with the fact that yeah. like it was supposed to be like, a mother box and like there was supposed to yeah. be uh uh what are the the demons from apocalypse mm-hmm. coming to like take over the the city or whatever right yeah. we talked about that i think yeah. something like that yeah and then there was also um i forgot what wasn't the original thing that was like to kill the joker too wasn't that part of it like to yeah. go out there and do that and i don't know i mean only people that have seen the original air cut would know that right so is what it is. Um, what else we got coming out of Cinecon? So yeah, you know, we have James Gunn saying that there's not gonna be that much coming out of it. 
Um, I don't really think well, there was much else, right? So, well, the idea of him saying that, he said uh-huh. uh, his actual quote. Let me actually bring up the uh, the article here. Um, he said that uh, there isn't going to be much coming out from uh, his overall slate. And yeah. he didn't mention anything about uh, freaking, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, 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 Comic-Con. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, do we think we're... He said, other than an announcement here or there. Yeah. So, I, like, I'm almost compelled to say that we don't get a full Chapter 1 slate until next Comic-Con. Not this Comic-Con. Possible. Um, I don't really care anymore, because I'm on the fence of if I'm even going to Comic-Con right now, because I don't have a hotel room, which is the worst part of Comic-Con. Like, you can get your Damn. tickets to Comic-Con, and then yeah. you're not guaranteed a hotel for Comic-Con. So, I might be... Kind of like what I'm considering about doing with Anime Con. I might be flying in for preview night and then fucking leaving. So, um, and then selling my badge to a friend or something like that because it's just kind of ridiculous. It also kind of sucks when you don't like my group has all split up into different smaller groups and everybody only like, you know, fucking fights for themselves. And so it kind of fucking sucks. But this is when I'm like, man, I wish I still had friends in San Diego because I used to have friends in San Diego. Um, but they've all moved to different spots. Um, anyways, so that freaking sucks. Getting some phone calls here. Uh, but yeah, so maybe I uh, maybe they announced like a new movie or something at at uh, Comic Con, and that's it. Like a new project, and that's oh yeah, we're just gonna give you one thing. Or because I don't think they'll have a trailer for anything. Maybe another Blue Beetle trailer. I mean, if anything, I think that they could possibly have uh, Aquaman trailer like- might be. An Aquaman trailer, yes, but I would say like maybe a tease at some of the animation for uh, Creature Commandos. Possible, like you, very first steps into that. Yeah, you could also. I mean, you could bring the whole cast out, right? James Gunn likes doing that kind of stuff. I think. Yeah. Um, I think you reveal who Superman is at Comic Con if they have that by then. I think they. M- Oh, well, see, I would be very interested to see if they have a Superman by Comic-Con. I mean, what Comic-Con is January 1st or January 1st of 2024, right? Or whatever. Yeah. And Comic-Con is in three months. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe because they are getting ramped up. They they have already gotten a costume designer. Um, They have, I believe, uh, a producer and things like that. Um, I'm pretty sure in the discord, I shared like a list of individuals they have attached to Superman already. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would be very interested to see um, if a Superman is announced at Comic-Con. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be uh pretty crazy stuff, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's all we got for CinemaCon, right? Uh, the yes. other news that came out was the Amazon prime news. So this just came out yesterday, so I don't really know anything about it. I saw some art, and it looks very Cartoon Network. Yeah, like almost to the point of like if people are fans of these types of shows. Yeah, um, there was an old Cartoon Network co- show called like Chowder, yeah, uh, and uh, uh, the Fantastic World of Gumball or something like that. Yeah. Um, 
There was also has... one about a little pirate boy. I forget what that one was called. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it had a whale that did a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it has that type of animation, mm-hmm. which um, I'll be completely honest with you. When uh, Deadline uh, first dropped this tweet with the picture, I didn't even look at the picture because it didn't make sense to me. I was just like, yeah. okay, let's go to the article. And then when I saw it, I was like, wait, that little kid is wearing like a cape and what looks like what could have been or is a utility belt. Yeah. I'm guessing this is Merry Little Batman. Yeah, he yo, I will say uh he looks Mexican. So like if they want to make a bad kid Mexican, I'm down. Well, that haircut from what I remember, the Merry Little Batman is a story about Damian Wang having a like home alone type movie oh interesting so the darker skin does make sense for damien yeah it could be his uh racial ghoul side yeah so um uh this what what the announcement really comes to is that merry little batman actually is having a spin-off series coming off of it as well uh, as the cape crusader getting a two season order pickup so um we're already getting like freaking 20 hours worth of batman stuff yeah with these two uh seasons as well as the movie and then the series that's going on off of that 20 may be in a little bit of exaggeration yeah but we're getting a lot of batman content already over at amazon yeah they did alfred so dirty in that photo dude (laughs) holy shit He's got like a fucking long wiener nose and shit. Like you got a cone it's head. It's so like, awkward, man. Yeah, it's so weird. But dude, I'm looking at Damon. He looks like a little Mexican with that haircut, man. I know so many people with that stupid ass <laughs> haircut. I'm like, dude. And like fucking Bruce looks like I'm assuming that's Bruce. Looks like a lumberjack. So took the words right out out of my yeah. mouth, dude. Lumberjack was exactly what I thought of. So that's really that's why weird. I didn't look at. That's why I didn't really think about it because I was like, that's not Bruce. That's not Alfred. That's not Damien yeah like i don't know why they put this picture in like with batman news but oh well finding out that this is the animation could yeah. hinder my idea of like how well i'm going to enjoy this yeah but we've we've seen in the past that a lot of these studios have taken up certain uh artistic styles because it's cheaper to animate yeah for um, sure. which has been very very popular yeah um, i mean teen titans go is still funny to me so yeah and everybody hates the new animation style compared to the le- old legit style. But I'm like, yeah, Teen Titans Go was funny. Um, I will say on top of that, one thing we didn't cover is James Gunn confirmed that he's uh, going to be doing something with Static Shock. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, now, somebody did ask, are you going to do more with Static Shock and Milestone? So yes. will we be getting other characters as well? Because he just said yes, or of course. Or yeah, like the the question didn't really have great uh, grammar because I, yeah. I believe is just probably somebody uh, spoke a different language, probably tried to uh, translate it and then yeah. didn't really put the words in the correct order or whatnot. And Gunn just said yes. Um, this is great because we had heard there was news over at Fandom. I yeah. think the first fandom and second fandom they gave a little bit of an update but we had heard that static shock has been in production hell for years yeah and it's finally getting its footing i was afraid that with uh 
James jumping into DC Studios and starting mm. everything new that a lot of those projects probably were cut at the knees and probably died. Yeah. Um, hearing that Milestone is getting its time to shine over at DC Studios is a good thing, I think. It's going to yeah. be very fun. Yeah, and I think this... I'm curious to see... Granted, we know James Gunn doesn't give a shit about like um, the... His his philosophy is the best actor for the role, right? So he will do race swaps or whatever. I don't know if James Gunn has ever done gender swaps, like turned a female character into a male character or vice versa. Uh, it's usually female char- or male character turned into a female character, mostly in Hollywood. But um, I'm curious if he's like, yo, we need our Black Panther, right? Like, what's our Black yeah. Panther going to be? Um, I don't know if Static would be it. I would say Static's probably the Miles Morales, Morales kind of. Yeah. Uh, role if you're trying to compare to what movies have already come out i would say that's what static shock's gonna be obviously i feel like our spider-man's gonna be blue beetle you know yeah or our yeah same thing uh vice versa whatever so uh yeah i'm curious and i hope he's just like yeah we're gonna go ahead and hit all these beats we have heard the rumors of um jessica cruz being a part of green lanterns but we don't know what the fuck's happening with that anymore um that would have been nice you know um you know get a little bit more representation in there so it'd be kind of cool but yeah i don't know i just uh i just saw the article on cbr of a lot of people since they heard this news are gunning for the kid from stranger things i forget his name but um i think he's awesome i'd be i agree with you that it's a better choice than uh jaden smith yeah Um, yeah i said jalen right yeah jaden yeah uh Uh, yeah jaden smith was like Cause I think he went to WB with his dad, Will Smith, and yeah. they like pitched it uh, for him to be uh, static like years ago. And yeah. WB was like, well, we have nothing else to do. Sure. If we ever make a movie, you'll be static. Yeah. Um, I think he's outgrown it by now. I think um, so. And his whole family's just got kind of weirder. So um, I don't know. You think Will Smith ever comes back? I think James Gunn would probably bring him back. But I don't know. Dude, I think his I schedule just, is just going to be too big. I just saw this on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Karen Gillan says she would love to play Poison Ivy in James Gunn's DCU. I still feel like they're going to cast a black actress for Poison Ivy, but I would be down with that. Um, 100%. Yeah, or Batgirl. Uh, if, she would be if a tall they, Batgirl, though. She would be a tall Batgirl. Uh but if they go the older Batman route, mm-hmm. I think that Karen would be a really cool Batgirl for sure. Yeah. I always thought Emma Stone would have been a great Batgirl. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I read that too. I would be down with Karen Gillan. Anything they want to give Karen Gillan, I would be down with. Um, but yeah, Poison Ivy would be fucking fantastic. I'm just curious on what they're going to do. You know what? Give me Harley. Uh, as Margot Robbie, give me Karen Gillan as Poison Ivy, and give me a Latina for Catwoman or money. We're good. <laughs> um, and that's what I'll take with. Um, but I do think, because here's the thing. Unfortunately, we know Hollywood likes to cover up people of color skins in a lot of these superhero roles. And I yeah. feel like I will go green. We'll go green screen Ivy. And uh, I think somebody like Je- Jeanette Monet, I think is her name. Yeah. She's in a lot of popular movies recently. She's also like, a, I think a musician as well. I yes. fucking love her. I think she's awesome. I think her as Ivy. Are they all? Some people cast her as Batgirl at one point too. I would have been down with that. Well, the 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 I'm crossing my fingers for this. So way back in the day, Boss Logic mm-hmm. made a mock up 
of Ahsoka, the Star Wars character, uh-huh. as Rosario Dawson. Yeah. And then years later, she was cast uh, in the TV series of Mandalorian yeah. as Ahsoka. Yeah. Well, a few years ago, uh, Boss Logic put uh, Janelle Monet as uh, Joe uh, Mullen or Moline, the new Green Lantern. Oh, like, oh yeah with with the yeah. really tall green glasses. like sunglasses type things yeah and janelle monet has already commented on it like that looks pretty dope that would be yeah. awesome if i was a superhero so i'm i'm crossing my fingers I actually that's a better shout actually that's a better yeah. shout because she yeah i have that book from far sector and it looks like they just stole her image and put it on that book so um yeah that's actually a way better shot and unfortunately it seems like that green lantern has surpassed jessica cruz and the other one uh what's his name simon baz i think yeah unfortunately um so i wouldn't be surprised they're like yeah let's go with that one which you know why not bring all three of them in like fuck it like yeah do we really need how and everybody else all the time like you can do two sets the thing about the green lanterns is there's so many you could make just a movie for how and john and then the everybody else is in a show like that's the one For good sure. thing you yeah. can do about about that. And you know what you can also do? Is kill some of them. Build them up, have people well, like them, and have them die. Not only that, but like there is so many teams within the DC Universe. There yeah. could be a lantern on each and every team. Like, yeah. You could genuinely do that. Yeah. Is there a supernatural lantern? Um, Technically, this is a technicality. Yeah. Um, The first Green Lantern from the Justice Society is not a lantern from Oa. It's magic based. So you could mm. say that that's technically supernatural. What is his name? John uh no, it's not John. Um, uh, Alan, uh, Scott? Alan, Alan Scott. Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I know that one. He's canonically gay now, right? Cuz I yes. remember buying the it was Earth 2 when he got married uh to his partner and then his partner dies instantly. Yeah. Um but I think they've canonically made it to where he is uh, gay in the original Justice thing now, which I think is awesome. Because uh, I actually, that is one of the old school costumes I actually really like. Because it's kind of simple, badass, and I love the old school lantern. Really yeah. enjoy that. Um, so yeah, Alan Scott is fire. I believe I own that. That was like one of the first issues I went out and I was like, oh, that's going to be big or popular in the long run. And I bought that issue. I don't think it is. I don't think anybody cares. <laughs> I also think Flash is on the cover. So, like, it's not even them on the cover. Um, I want to say it's, like, issue two or three of that run. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Flash is on it. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck about that. Um, I used to do that a lot at the comic shops. That's how they get you. Oh, here it is. Look at this thing. I'm like, God damn, I'm one of those dumb people that went out and did it. Um, <laughs> although, I still I still stick by Bat Dick. I know there's people out there that are still trying to get that book. I think it still holds <laughs> a decent value. It's not 150 bucks like it was. No, but, no, no. But, you know, misprint or not misprint, but like they're just like, oh, no, oh, no, we can't do this no more. (laughs) It's interesting holding on to a book like that, you know, but then it's like the Internet's a thing, too. Like, I'm surprised they did an NFT bat dick. Like, why wasn't that an (laughs) NFT? Right. Should have done that. Anyways, moving on to some comic, not necessarily comic news, but this literally dropped before the podcast. And we're going to talk about this because me and Clay are on different sides of this coin. So Tom King uh, was quote tweeting, I guess, just some kind of Twitter that goes out of their way and um, 
shows like, oh, yeah, in issue 55 of Batman, you know, Nightwing got shot in the head or whatever. And then they, they talk about like where that story went. It's like one of those kind of Twitters. And Tom King quote tweeted, quote, quote tweeted this and said, my pitch was that Dick would be recovering, learning to be himself again, while Tim took over the mantle of Nightwing. It would be a, it would have been a story between two brothers bonding, caring for each other in the shadows of the bat. Dick would be back in six to 12 issues. They went another way. As in, they went down the shitty Rick Grayson with multiple Nightwings storyline. Very yeah. shitty storyline that we, I think we stopped reading the book, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we did eventually stop reading the book. Yeah. Yeah. So, Clay, you'd call bullshit. I do call bullshit. This is this is your version of well, if it didn't happen in comics, it's not canon, or it doesn't matter. Name like, that title, essentially. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, but you you've also said this in like movies, how like oh, directors yeah. will yeah, come yeah, out yeah, and yeah. be like, yeah, oh, well, actually, what I we agree. had planned was this was happening, and this is happening, and this is actually what happened, mm -hmm. and then you're like, oh, well, that doesn't fucking matter because it didn't come out in the original book yeah. or the original movie. Mm -hmm. This is kind of the same idea for me. It's okay. like. So many years have passed since mm -hmm. Rick Grayson has been hated by almost everybody. And yeah. so I feel like Tom King got his time to be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to have even more people like me because boom, compelling story idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you when you compare it to the uh, the like, oh, if it didn't happen in the movie, it doesn't count. I can see that point 100%. I, I totally see that. Although I will say the difference here is when like the Russo brothers is my perfect example, right? The Russo brothers were like, oh yeah, uh, everything went back to normal. Like nothing changed. Um, everything was perfect and everything is like, that's very different, right? Like you're saying you just want people to like you because you're like, oh yeah, they, they lived ever happily ever after. I'm like, you didn't show that in the fucking movie. Like, yeah. like, oh yeah, th that's what the Russos were doing. They were filling in plot holes essentially. Yeah. King literally says this is a pitch. Like this is what we I wanted to do back in the day and DC was like, "No." And we've seen a lot of writers come out with their post pitches post like stories. Now, could they be doing that to save face? Yeah, it's always an option. But Tom King has been very adamant about throwing pitches out before that have been denied by DC. Like originally with what he wanted to do with Nightwing was have a Nightwing Barbara story a long time ago with him and Tim Seeley. Tim Seeley. Like yeah. we were gonna, we were gonna do the love story of Batman and Barbara, which now it seems like Tom Taylor's doing that and not like well. So like it's just <laughs> like I think you know King's come out and done that a lot in my opinion. This sounds a billion times better than what we got, whether no, it's it, fake or not. It does sound better, but my thing was in the Discord, I even said Tim was nowhere in his Batman story, like. Yeah. He was nowhere to be seen. Of course, there was a lot of different things going on at the time. Of course, you had the uh, the Oz story in Superman that ended up finding out that it was actually um, Jarrell, but Jarrell was the one who kidnapped Doomsday, it kidnapped mm -hmm. uh, Tim, and all of these other things. But like through the entire run of Batman, and you. Uh, you eventually said, well, this would have not had been in the Batman run. It would have yeah. been in the Nightwing run. Well, King wasn't writing Nightwing, you know? Yeah, but we also do know that whoever writes Batman controls the family. So, 
And King has been King has said that about Scott Snyder. They were they were basically handcuffed to what they could do with Nightwing because Scott Snyder was like, no, we're doing this and we're doing that. They had to like vote around that. Like King has talked See, about that before. I just I find that hard. Well, I don't find that hard to believe. I find that hard to comprehend mm-hmm. by saying, hey, I got a pitch for you. Now you over there have to write it. Like Tynan does it all the time. I mean, one of our favorite stories is somebody with a pitch. Tynan came up with a story for vampires and Rosenberg wrote it. Yes, Rosenberg wrote the dialogue for all of yeah. that. Yeah, and the breakdowns. But I don't know. It, it because just I sounds think it, you weird. can come up with with that idea. Like if King just gave me that, I feel like I could write the story for that. I think I think a lot of people could. Um yeah, I, I think really that's what would have Like the idea the idea of Tim Drake donning the Nightwing costume mm-hmm. and quite possibly giving it his own spin. Yeah. I think would have been really fun. Like, don't get me wrong. Drake. Like, like anything would have been better to Drake. Um, don't get me wrong. I like the pitch. I like the idea. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm calling BS on the idea of him. Like, Oh, by the way, this was actually was, was going to happen. Everybody hate these people. Not me. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what's going on right now. And I'm just like, I like you, Tom King, but I I think you're trying too hard. To... You think he cares at this point, though? He knows everybody hates him. Like, I don't think he's trying to save face because here's the reason why. Like, I can see that with like a Zadarsky right now. Mm-hmm. I can see Zadarsky doing that because like I 100% believe in the future, Zadarsky is going to come out and say, Oh yeah, DC wanted me to do all of these things, so I just did what they told me. I, I guarantee that's gonna. We're seeing it with Heinen. Yeah. Heinen's coming out and being like, "Oh yeah, DC wanted me to do this, so I just did it." And here's the thing too: I can believe DC fucked up that story, one hundred percent, because we've seen it before. We've seen what DC wants to do. Yeah. I don't know if Didio was here around this time or if he was already gone. I don't remember uh, the timelines. Didio would have been still here but it was this controversy that kind of pushed him out the door yeah so uh because didio was cool with killing kids so like he's like you want to kill kids go for it well the big thing was that he wasn't cool with killing like he was cool with killing dick grayson like Mm -hmm. he wanted to kill dick grayson there's like this weird conspiracy theory that um that didio hated the original titans line so wally uh nightwing Mm -hmm. cyborg like he like there's this weird conspiracy theory that he hated all these characters and like the less and less people wrote them he liked that and so the fact that like there was a possibility of nightwing dying he was like yeah sure like write it Mm -hmm. let's see it happen um i will say a lot of people don't like didio but i haven't really liked stories recently and so (laughs) It's it's really funny because there has really been a call for Didio to come back. Yeah. Um, but from my knowledge, Didio's a ghost. Like he just makes con appearances now. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Um, and I don't know if he's like one hundred percent into the comic scene anymore. Like, yeah. he's probably he probably has a pretty good pension and was just like, okay, I'm set. I'm just gonna yeah. relax now. Every yeah, time. I mean he's he's getting up there in age, right? And he's probably seen like all the greats die right now too. And he's like, man, I just want to live my life. Like, yeah, you know. And I can see. I, I'm assuming comics has to be stressful because it's not a huge money maker. Like, it makes money, but 
it's like it makes money if they adapt it to films right yeah. like and that's unfortunately like it's hard to get a lot of people to love the current stuff right now um but i i am gonna base this also off of we've seen a lot of this before we've seen people do their pitches we've seen people come out and say like oh yeah the story should have been like this so i'm not gonna call bs and that isn't just being me a homer tom king person but like i that's that sounds like a tom king story you know what i mean that seems like an original plan that he wanted to do and it just got dc fucking farted on it like and with what dc's putting out now that does not surprise me and i don't know who they're i don't know whose decision that is like i don't know if it's an editor's decision or if it's like jim lee or whoever that is fire that person because they don't know comics it's it's really hard to really comprehend this because of course it was so long ago um but from his pitch he says that uh dick would have been back in six to twelve issues Mm -hmm. that's that's a year during that time though Mm -hmm. it would be half of that because nightwing was bi-weekly oh was it yeah it went to monthly at that point and it, it did rick grayson's story did end up eventually hitting monthly um sales weren't all that great so they're like hey if we extend it maybe it'll look mm-hmm. better uh but yeah i'm pretty sure that at 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 the beginning of rebirth nightwing was bi-weekly it was one of their head titles it was selling yeah. very very well and then as it gotten like the dramatic scene with him getting shot it started to dwindle in in sales so yeah. i think that's why it changed to monthly just to kind of kill shit. off the book yeah um it was still holding on because i think there's just a lot of people who love nightwing and we're just yeah. buying it just to buy it um well it was jergens writing it too right so we got to remember too king wasn't the only pitch that got denied because the original writer said we were going to go a different way too yes uh ben percy also yeah. had and he a, jumped off the book at that point he he jumped off the book there was a weird like cybernetic story going on yeah. like immediately before and then the shot happened and it like completely shattered any continuity with the nightwing book yeah. it just like it it took it downhill um and i kind of liked ben percy's writing mm-hmm. uh, i think he's doing a lot of better stuff over at marvel right now mm-hmm. um he was just in a weird spot with dc at the time yeah yeah, I I would be curious on uh first of all, I'm also surprised that like King cuz I'm just so curious about the like how the NDAs work right there, right? Like is that not an NDA thing? Like pitches not being like secret? You know what I mean? That would because be he, interesting to 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 hear him out on. I I don't know if I'll ever like be able, uh in an area to meet Tom King again anytime soon. Uh he'll probably be at Comic-Con, but I mean, I don't even know if I'll be at Comic-Con. I just want to know what happened with Batman. Like, cause like, I, I feel like nobody's really asked him like flat out. You know what I mean? He, I know he's kind of said like, oh yeah, I wanted to work on movies and they just kind of try to accommodate me. I'm like, was that really the case, Tom? Was that, you, did they not try to push you out? Because <laughs> it seems like they've definitely tried to retcon a lot of your shit. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so like, I wish somebody would just flat out be like, hey, you know, uh, we, I think we, you know what we should do. We have an episode 200 coming up in a long time. Tom King was the reason I started this podcast originally. We should just shoot him like a, a tweet. But hey, we got an episode 200 coming up. You're the reason now, we started this podcast. 
We do have an in at DC. Maybe they can throw in a, hey, if y'all need anything, like maybe I can reach out to see if they'll let us interview. Yeah. Um, That would be something pretty interesting. Um, We got to figure out the date because I think it's in July. That would be Comic-Con time, if I'm not mistaken, because this is 89. So 11 weeks from now, which would be around July is because we still got May, June. Yeah. Right in the middle of Comic-Con time. Um. I'm willing to I'm willing to record that early too if we need to because it'll just be yeah, episode 200 an interview episode. I think we should reach out uh, with our connection see if we could possibly get it. Um, even if we got to record it like two weeks in advance or something. I will say it looks like I'm the only one that's dying on this hill for Tom King though because I put the tweet out in my uh, comic book group chat that I have mm-hmm. with some friends and kind of the same idea you had one of them one of my friends said i mean why would he lie i mean i know why he would but i haven't seen him just randomly respond and just spout bs yeah he didn't have to respond at all yeah and then another friend said hot take but i actually like this storyline not the rick grayson storyline in nightwing that was a bit of a mess but nightwing getting shot i'm sure had uh king been able to write his full run like he wanted this would have woven well with the story yeah I feel like it's another one of those things where somebody, whoever's behind the scenes, you should have been talking to your writers in advance. This is why I think people should plan out their stories in advance because it'd be like, yo, I'm going to have, we're going to shoot Nightwing around issue 55, you know, say that and be like, oh shit. And be like, all right, well, we got to let the other writer know that his story needs to be done at 55 or whatever his is going to be, whatever, like if his stops at 23, that's where it does. Cause then you could have been like, Nightwing takes a break, right? Like the issue takes a break and then maybe Tom King already has that story written and he writes 12 issues or whatever. And then maybe the you give that time for the, maybe even if the previous writer wants to stay on to write the next fucking 50 issues or some shit like that. But Tom King's yeah. going to come in here and drop those six or 12 um, and just go about that. But yeah, I don't know, man. I do think that pitch would have been awesome. It would have given... um you know tim drake a time to shine too which would have been interesting you think he would have worn the red outfit or you think he would have got like a whole new suit i think or does he need to stay blue because he's gotta be nightwing i think he i'm gonna throw a hot take he pulls out the old disco suit oh god (laughs) terrible (laughs) no but think i think that king likes the classics so i think he would have implemented something to give like homage to Nightwing in that way. I honestly think Nightwing blue. We've always talked about the idea of like blue Jay bluebird, all of this stuff. Tim was always red Robin. I think he would have implemented something with wings. Tim Drake canonic. Well, technically everybody canonically was not even alive during disco. So, (laughs) (laughs) So I uh, don't think it really works for the, the younger ones anymore. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, how, okay, how would you feel about this, Clay, right? We live in a world with comics where we retcon everything. We, we've had people come in here and be like, everything's canon now. What if we had like a council? Like, you know, you put in Jeff Johns, Tom King, Scott Snyder. You have all these people come in here. Maybe maybe not everybody because then you'll butt heads. But everybody picks what are the iconic things that need to stick around in all of these characters? And we retcon stories in between that connect things. So like you just get rid of the Rick Grayson shit and you write that story. You come in and just placeholder. This is what happened. 
I think it gets a little sticky. Yeah. And the reason why is in between all of the mess, there's still those random things that people love. Mm-hmm. And without the context of the mess, it wouldn't make sense sometimes. I feel like multiverse. <laughs> it's it's the it's that or Doctor Manhattan, right? Those are the ones. Uh, it really is things. Um, I think if you want to do an event, right? Because here's the thing: we have said this personally. We love when people go back and add just little things to iconic stories. Yeah, not 100%. trying to change them. We'll be talking about somebody trying to change some shit next fucking week. Um, but. Not like not trying to change the the heart of that story, but just like, hey, this character was there, and you're just like, oh shit, it happened on the other part of the city during the same event. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Um, we think that's awesome. The boy, which is the best fucking story we've read in a really long time, hit every major event, which was nuts. Yeah, and like it, it was really awesome. So, what if we were to do like some kind of like multiverse event where somebody sees just different timelines that happen? Obviously, you'd probably involve Wally, you'd involve Barry or somebody like that. And you just have a bunch of writers be like, hey, there was this major event at one point in DC history. This is an alternate timeline. And then we do like a year long series. Like everybody does six to 12 issues of a story. You have Tom King write that story. You have Scott Snyder write a story if, you know, something else happened. You have Tynan write a story if whatever else happened. How would you feel about that? I think I would be okay with it because, I mean, one thing that we also have to remember is like, well, not remember, but a lot of people still give a lot of respect to Tom mm-hmm. King. Um, I'm looking at the comments right now. Uh, Tom Taylor, man, I really want to read this book. Bruno Redondo, the artist for the Nightwing right now. Wow, that would be a really interesting take. I'd love to read it. People are interested in these types of stories. Yeah. Again, I feel like it's just a little hard to... I think, honestly, a lot of readers of Nightwing, headcanon, Rick Grayson, never existing. Yeah. The problem is, Tom Taylor has already kind of give validity to that story Yeah, with asshole. the imp story. Yeah, he brought Rick Grayson back for just just a page or technically two, but he brought Grayson back. So I I don't know if you can just say, hey, that never happened or Wally just kind of retconned a whole bunch of shit, too, though. So maybe it didn't happen anymore. So like it's see, it's one of those speeders are assholes, man, fucking constantly (laughs) just changing shit. You know what I want to read? Just because it just literally popped into my head. I want a random stupid one-shot story of Wally. How old is Wally? He's a teenager still, right? Or is uh, he like no. early 20s now? Wally is an adult now. I yeah, want he has a wife, teenage Wally. I want teenage Wally. Changing, like, going to high school. Trying to ask his crush out and changing timelines every time to see where he made mistakes. And just trying to get her to like him. I just want a stupid story like that. Like he's just trying changing to get the girl. times. Yeah, trying to get the girl. It's a one shot, and he's just con- he's like, I fucked up. I gotta go back in time. And then he's like, All right, I gotta learn from this time. Last time I did this. I got, and he just keeps trying different shit, and he keeps fucking up every time. 
and then it just causes some calamity, which would be nuts. Um, I, I want stupid stories every once in a while, uh, like an anime filler, you know? Yeah. Anime yeah. filler episodes are just dumb, and I kind of want something. I want stuff, stuff I got from comics. Um, but yeah, I I think you could do a alternate timelines event, and you just get your best writers to write 6 to 12 issues of a crazy event. Tom King does the, the Nightwing shot. You know what you could do to make it even better? alternate events from their own storylines so tom king hey you stick to what you did in yours scott snyder you did whatever you stick to that tom tinian you stick to yours i think it'd be kind of cool okay but here's here's the thing this is a double-edged sword because Mm -hmm. i know that you've said that you've hated this in other instances Mm -hmm. but i think it's like valid for everybody when it comes to things that everybody like hates altogether yeah um but if they targeted the storyline of rick grayson and as a whole dc has decided yeah this is universally hated nobody Mm -hmm. really loved this story uh i apologize for everybody who was attached to this story while they were writing dick grace or rick grayson but we are canonically retconning it Mm -hmm. like you you've said in the past because recently you just acknowledged it that people are trying to retcon a lot of the stuff excuse me that tom king has done yeah heroes in crisis and all of that but what if they did it with that did they retcon heroes in crisis no no not heroes in crisis but rick grayson like i like because you i don't think i like i'm trying to put you in a corner but not Mm -hmm. like trying to be mean about it yeah like the Go fact that like people like hate Rick Grayson, mm-hmm. they don't really go back to that story. Let's go ahead and erase it. I don't think you can agree with that without kind of being a hypocrite with what people are doing with Tom King and Heroes in Crisis stuff. Yeah, so I'm not scared of the word hypocrite like a lot of people are. Everybody's like, oh my god, no, I'm, not, no, I'm actually, not. I don't give a fuck. I think everybody in their life is a hypocrite. Everybody's a hypocrite because you're going to change your whole perspective over time if you if yeah. you're the same motherfucker you were when you were in high school you, oh my god i'm scared of you. <laughs> like holy shit everybody's a hypocrite and you should be it's not a bad word everybody thinks it's like a fucking dirty ass word just because you change your mind that's what it is or it's you going yeah. back on something you've said before here's the thing i've come to learn in life everything's situational based i have openly admitted that i'm very biased when it comes to tom king my thing mm-hmm. is i think heroes in crisis is a good story a lot of people don't agree with that and I'm just like, oh, I don't like that they're retconning it. But I've come to terms as a comic fan. My favorite things are going to get retconned. Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne are getting fucking destroyed right now. And yeah. they're about to make Selena Kyle a fucking teenage e-girl is what George <laughs> from, Humanity from the is looks, writing. Yeah, from yeah. the looks of it, yeah. It looks like she's going to be. It looks like Miracle Molly threw up on fucking Selena Kyle. And they just morphed those. They, they fucking fusioned. It's yeah. what they did. And so I, I absolutely don't, because here's, here's the thing. I, I'm totally cool with somebody trying to say that, but I've openly said I'm retconning pretty much everything that's happened after King's Run because I hate it. I don't like yeah. anything that's come out. There might be, I want to take some, I want to rewrite Tynan's characters because I think he had some good characters and I want to rewrite them. I want to give yeah. them the glory they should have had. You know what yeah. I mean? And maybe DC fucked with Tynan's original vision like they fucked with this Tim Drake thing, right? Um, so I 
I think certain stories you shouldn't fuck with, in my opinion. But I'm also, I can sit here and say, not everybody's going to like what I like, right? Everybody thinks Tom King's pretty divisive. Yeah. But I think, because here's the thing. The the tech like technicality, like not technicality, it gets into this weird broad spectrum of what do we consider good? Is it audience perception? Is it sales? I don't like going off sales because I think sales is bullshit because we know Batman's gonna sell no matter what, right? Yeah. Did Heroes in Crisis have good sales? Was there was it a is it was pretty popular at the time, I remember. Because there was multiple covers and shit, like that's that's the hard part. Because you know, whenever a event happens, they usually get really good artists on those covers. Uh, They had the um, the events covers that they had. Yeah, uh, the death, the The family event, yeah, the files, file covers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are cool. So yeah, again, it's it gets into like what we judge, Um, but. I so here's the thing because I I understand where you're trying to go with this, but I think the way I'm pitching it, it's not necessarily what they're doing to Tom King, right? Because what they're doing to Tom King is it's not an event; they just straight up retconned Heroes in Crisis. Like they're like, oh yeah, all those characters that died that nobody gives a fuck about. Just want to throw that out there. The only one that people really cared about was Wally, from my understanding. I feel like a lot of the general audience doesn't know who who was that fucking blue aqua character cares about that character never seen that character in my life yeah a lot of a, a lot of the like c d f tier characters yeah. the old the like that old cronk guy or whatever his name was the caveman yeah i've never seen that guy in my life like king killed a lot of characters nobody gave a shit about you know what i mean i feel like i think wally was just the biggest one and ivy came back she came back yeah. she was reborn we know ivy doesn't die she just gets reborn again until the earth is the earth is scorched Ivy will always be reborn. So, like, I never understood that. People could say they don't like what they do with Booster Gold. That's totally fine. Either way, the way I'm pitching this story is you don't necessarily retcon anything. You're just showing an alternate universe. Now, granted, then what King has said comes into play where, like, oh, the audience makes canon. You know what I mean? So if people want to say, oh, that's canon now, then they'll go with that. And they'll just yeah. mend it in there. Because remember, Killing Joke, never canon until it was. You know? So I think that's how it is. Like, I have come to terms that I think everything Con- Tom King has written is going to be retconned. I- I've come to terms with that. So, like, I don't like it because I enjoy Tom King. But I understand it. It's just what's going to happen. Until somebody comes in and fucking flops their big-ass dick on the table. And they're like, hey, we're restarting DC and we're fucking going the anime route and everything from day one to now is what's going to happen. And that's it. I don't think that's ever going to happen with comics, but we just have to live in a retcon world. Right. Yeah. So that's why I have no problem here saying that if I do become the Batman writer and I get on there, I'm wiping out half of this shit we've been reading since the start of this podcast. And people are going to come back to this podcast eventually. And they'll be like, damn, you talked a lot of shit about your fellow writers. I'd be like, yeah, because I was a fan that was pissed. And you know what? And I'm not going to be mad. Like, because again, I think comics needs a little drama sometimes. Be like, oh shit, what's going on with this drama over here? These writers don't like to like, no, dude, I have total, I have a lot of respect for these writers. I just think when they wrote Batman, it sucked. That's all I'm saying. You know, I don't think that's a bad thing to say. You know, it's criticism. It's criticism. And we've said it a million times. We play it up for the podcast. It's entertainment. We guys want you to be enjoying listening. So we let the fan out. The claws come out. But I respect Zadarsky as a writer. I think Daredevil's awesome. 
I just don't know what's happening with this Batman. And maybe Batman has a lot of puppet masters behind the scenes. We've heard rumors that yeah. you can't do this. Batman can't get married. Batman can't do this. Batman can't be happy. All of Batman that shit. Get, Batman can't go down on Catwoman. Yeah. You know? All of these things. Maybe that's what makes a lot of the recent Batman really shitty. That could be the thing. I wish all these writers would come out and say that. But it's all behind it's, like, oh, close what it's, it's wild that like when the protection of an IP completely destroys a character. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to say that Batman is completely destroyed. Yeah. I'm just saying that there's so many restraints. It sounds like that, like, you can't make a good story out of it. Now, yeah. again, there's an idea of like, oh, if you're a creative writer, you can make anything work. Yeah. But if they knock every single thing that you try to pitch. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Yeah, I agree. I think that's why my my life plan to uh, be the Batman writer is to make other things popular first. That way, when I come in, I'm be like, this is a story I'm doing. And if you don't like it, we're not doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So because I think when you have that, because like I would have been very curious because I know he's kind of going through things or I don't know if he's still at Marvel or whatever. I would have been interested if Donny Cates jumped ship at the height of his popularity and they would have just let him do whatever he wanted. You know what I mean? Because from, I, from what I know, Donny Cates has like fallen off the face of the earth, man. Yeah, yeah. I think he's uh, been the COVID probably didn't help, but I think he's not the best mentally, it seems like, because I've seen mm-hmm. some tweets and shit from him back in the day. Um, so that kind of sucks. But uh, yeah, man, I think you have to, if you can show DC that you move books, I think you probably get a lot more, a lot more leeway, right? And I think King had that up until issue 50, right? um because it was over a hundred thousand each uh each thing i don't think they cared and then it's like oh hey you're not dropping a hundred thou every time you drop a book now so we're gonna kind of go ahead and push you off and bring in this other guy you know what i mean so maybe that's what happened i don't know something i would like to ask but uh before we move on to viewer questions Raphael just comment this clay in this whole nightwing discussion i remember this uh, this is in regards to what Tom King said. I remember this. He mentioned it in an interview a couple of years ago, I think, when Strange Adventures was the last six issues. So not something he just farted out. Mm. All right, all right. Interesting, interesting. And Raphael is also a fellow King person. I feel like he probably has more knowledge about King than I do. So um, I believe him when he says that it was in an interview a long time ago. And I will say, if you have listened to a lot of King stuff, he does kind of repeat himself on like, oh, yeah, we wanted to do this. or I wanted to do that. Yada, yada. Yeah. So I think there is some consistencies there. Uh, anyways, that's uh, I think that's it. Oh, also, Clay, uh, before we move on, since you are the um, resident Superman fan here, thoughts on uh, James Gunn's comments about Superman legacy not being a comedy? Because, you know, everything he does is a comedy. I knew that it wasn't going to be a comedy. Um, mm. I know that Gunn is able to do more than just comedy Mm -hmm. um it's been shown in parts of his other films um yeah we see the funny moments in guardians of the galaxy 3 trailers but we also see some of like the like sad shit that's about to come right um we very much believe that a lot of these characters are dying it's going to be a very serious time and I I think that with how he has spoken about Superman and how it relates to him and his personal life and his father and all of these other things, I I, I genuinely believe that he, that Superman is in good hands right now. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to to read that. Will you also watch every trailer for that when it comes out? Say the first trailer is Ooh. as good as the Flash trailer. Probably. Okay. Um, it's... I, I think that... Do you genuinely when... just forget everything you watch? Like, is that legit? Or is that an over-exaggeration? Uh, it might be a little bit of an over-exaggeration. But, like, I... I consume so much content on a mm -hmm. weekly basis. I have three podcast people. Yeah. Um, I I watch shows for every single one of them. Uh, I think we have stopped really watching stuff because we were like, okay, it doesn't really matter. New DCU, we're going to get shows later. Yeah. Um, so we'll watch those when all of that ramps up on Max. Still haven't finished Carly Quinn. Neither have I. <laughs> I have a TV in my room now. I watch anime every night now. I will say that nice um i have been finishing doctor who because i've had a couple episodes left for you still haven't finished what's her name season yet have you uh fosters no yeah really good man the flux series and then the final episode where she changes is actually really good um i'm on the final episode right now but because they have the i think the last episode is a time loop episode which is really cool with daleks i'm watching nice. it. it's pretty cool but anyways um fucking i watch anime every night now just because i have a tv while i lay in bed and i'll just watch like two episodes like i finished spy family which for anybody that's like oh man should i read the manga or watch the spy family spy family feels like it's almost like one to one to the book which it's is so nuts. good um so you could i don't even think you need to read the manga necessarily although the manga has extra bonus stories that you won't get um yeah. in the in the show but I'm also finishing Darling in the Bronx right now. I never finished that show. I started it. Um, and so I'm like halfway through that. So I watch about like two episodes a night now. But yeah, Harley Quinn, every time I go to HBO Max, it's right there next to Doctor Who. It's like, finish me. Like, I'm literally like right here. I'm like, oh, I'm finishing <laughs> Doctor Who right now, Harley. I'm sorry. You got to wait. Um, so yeah, I haven't finished it. But yeah, I'm just curious. Because like, you also read a shitload of manga each week, it seems like. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how you do that. Like. I'm sitting here reading manga and stuff, but like I I have cut back on video games. Like I have not played video games as much as I was playing the last few weeks. Yeah, so. I've I've cut back a lot too. Um I I quickly lose interest in a video game if there's like no compelling story. Mm. Um You done with Hog Harry Potter? Well, Hogwarts no, Legacy, sure. it was so massive and the uh the story just kind of fell flat. Like it started okay. to feel flat. And so I was like, ah, I won't play it. And then I'm on the go all the time with having a kid now. Yeah. So like me just playing Marvel snap every once in a while is what's keeping me going. As far as video games, mm -hmm. uh, the, the day of we're recording this, uh, Jedi survivors coming out. I'm probably staying up and I'm going to probably record a whole bunch of that. And maybe get some footage for next week's podcast. So yeah. people can watch that while they listen. Yeah, the next few podcasts should be all Resident Evil for a while because I have like nice. 15 hours. God <laughs> damn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to be playing Jedi Survivor uh, and I, I've heard really good things about that. And I heard yeah. the game is massive. It went from like a 16 hour game uh, from the first one mm -hmm. to now being like a 30 hour game. So yeah, I it's funny because I haven't finished Horizon still. <laughs> um i want to play that but i was watching i was editing for my job and we do gameplay backgrounds kind of we do for the podcast it's where i got the idea from and uh they were i don't i don't talk to my boss about everything i don't know where he gets all the gameplay stuff from i think he's probably hired somebody to do it like you know just uh -huh. get us a bunch of uh stuff 
and the person was playing prototype and i'm like oh, i missed that game for anybody that doesn't know, remember prototype it was like this weird you know basically venom essentially like yeah. your character is venom and he can transform into people he can like my favorite thing in any game is throwing and kicking people off buildings yeah it is my favorite thing to do it's why i love assassin's creed odyssey so much i just love doing it it's part of kicking everybody off mountains um but freaking in in uh prototype you could grab somebody you could grab like a tank or something and run up a building jump super high and just chunk it across the map yeah fucking it was amazing so good so i was seeing somebody play that and i forgot i bought the remastered edition when it was on ps4 when it was part one and part two and so i downloaded it to my ps5 because i'm like i want to play that on stream i, just I think and play it. i think i have i've never played part two i think i yeah, still I have, have part either one it was a new character so yeah. like i don't know the story or anything but um yeah so i was like man i want to play that again but i have like horizon sitting there and i have like i think i downloaded um the second final fantasy interlude or whatever that is didn't play that yet i need to play yeah. that on stream and it's just like man, i need to up my streams because holy crap it took me four weeks to beat resident evil because i was playing it once a week so um <laughs> i need to do that but anyways so that is um what we got going on there it's just kind of hard to, to to keep up with a lot of things but we're moving on to viewer questions let's move on let's do the discord ones first uh we got our wits who is the most underrated Batman villain? Underrated. Um, so obviously it can't be any of the mains, any of the A yeah. leaders, because those are properly rated. Some would maybe even say overrated. Um, I, my heart wants to say Clayface, but I think recently Clayface is properly rated. Yeah, so I, I think I he's gotten a lot of love recently. Yeah. And I think he's he's climbing up the ladder there. Yeah, I uh, still wouldn't say he's A tier, though. I would not say that yet. I think he's a solid B right now. Um, if he gets a movie, then I'll give him A tier. But um, underrated. Because there's a here's the thing. There's a lot of characters that have just been done badly that mm-hmm. I still don't think are underrated. Like, like Talia is not underrated, in my opinion. Um, Raish, I think... The recent story with Raish was good. Um, I think he's yeah, properly rated. I mean, underrated though, man. I'm trying to think of like, I mean, if if Tom King had just not made uh, Time to Kill, I would say, I would still say Clock King's pretty underrated, in my opinion. Even with the recent story of Killing Time. I am going to say... I'm a little I'm a little hesitant to say this because I feel like there hasn't been much on them. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's not a lot to go on, but there's still a lot of potential for them. So that's why I'm going to say they're underrated mm-hmm. because I feel like they had a really strong opening but fell flat with nobody else really doing anything with them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the Arkham Knight. Ooh. So I would agree. Um, but the Arkham Knight was in Task Force Z. So people have done things with them. It's just been bad. Uh, so, Rosenberg, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and also, weren't they a part of that Arkham story? They, the, well, they were, they were a part of a lot of the stuff dealing with like the, the tower, the, the, oh yeah, the future stuff too. Wait, 
were they that whole Arkham that Tower? whole era was just so all over the place yeah because were... like she like two-face and everybody's on part of her team now like they're like yeah well like the i'm pretty sure at one point there was like a time jump within the future state stuff yeah and like she had died or she was missing and so that's why Clayface was like the head of everything yeah um and but they were still using her philosophy to like yeah take over gotham for good um pretty sure she's in task force z i could be wrong anybody actually read that story let us know um but yeah i'd agree with arkham uh that was actually a really good character I yeah, have the I, second ever drawing sketch of it, by the way. I don't well, know where it's I, at, but I, I just think it. that uh uh oh shoot, who was the original writer? Peter Tomasi. Yeah, Tomasi. It was Tomasi and Brandon something. Uh, uh, I forget the artist's name. The, the actual oh, person that, that created. Yes. Uh Brandon something, something, something. I think it's Brandon. I could be wrong. Just type in Arkham Knight creators. That would be like Pete Tomasi and somebody else yeah arkham knight was really good um i liked that the the story behind arkham knight was that she hated batman because she thought batman killed her mother i thought that was really like yeah. a solid story um yeah they didn't do shit with her but i mean I'll, i mean that's not the first person they i mean look at what they tried to do with uh gotham girl right gotham girl didn't do shit um oh that's true great. yeah so but she's not a villain um you know what to be honest I think you could pick any of fucking Tynan's villains, all all underrated probably because he didn't yeah. do great with them. the The designer very underrated in my opinion. Could have done way more with that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Crazy stuff. Um, yeah. So I, I would go clocking though for for my main one. Uh, next up, we got uh, John. Okay. Which makes more sense? A Batman that believes our scars are what makes us ourselves or a Batman that believes we should not let our past define us? Or am I a dumbass and they're both the same? Well, they aren't the same because they contradict each other. They're saying that, okay, uh, our scars are what make us, Mm -hmm. right? Saying our past does define us. Yeah. Whereas the other one is saying that the past does not that it shouldn't define us. Yeah. Um, this, it's hard to say because I think that Batman could be both in, yeah. in very good ways. Of course, the scars that do define them is talking about his past, talking about the death of his parents. Like mm-hmm. that is his, his legacy moving forward with the protection of Gotham. Yeah. Not letting the past define him. Um, we've seen that uh, there has been some really good storytelling where like he goes to crime alley and he's telling his parents like, Hey, like this, this thing that I've become has Mm -hmm. been a lot greater than just you two now. Yeah. I have to protect that. I have to to protect Gotham and everything else for everybody else. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that, Batman has evolved from both of these states of mind, really. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that both of them would would work with Batman. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, Batman is not somebody that you put in a box. I think he takes everything situationally. Right. We've seen Batman do things that he regrets later. 
um, that he thinks he needs to handle differently. I mean, you can go look at some of the animated series stuff and he, I mean, it was very famous with Nightwing, right? Nightwing didn't, or um, Robin at the time, didn't like how he handled some villains. He was a little too aggressive, a little too rough. And uh, what we end up finding out at the end of that episode, when he's already Nightwing and he's older, is that same villain that he was rough with, like in front of his family or whatever, he gave him a job as a security guard at Wayne Enterprises, you know? Yeah. So Batman, it doesn't let what he's done in the past define him, but he uses it, he uses maybe that scar to make himself better. So like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think you, I think Batman understands that you have to forgive and forget at times and you have to let certain things go. And yeah, personally, um, I can see Batman definitely uh, having both perspectives, but I think it is a, an amalgamation of both, to be honest. Um, because yeah, I am somebody that I don't like to say that past define us. I think everybody can improve over time. Some people have said stupid shit in their life. Some people have done stupid shit in their life, but it shouldn't define you. But at the same time, I also believe there are certain things that you can't come back from, or you at least need to pay your, you need to pay your fucking dues, right? Um, if you are trying to come back from it, like a lot of people, uh, use the example, uh, granted, there are some certain examples that you don't come back from, right? Like if you're fucking doing shit with children or if you're fucking murdering somebody, a lot of people like you don't come back from that. You deserve to be mm-hmm. in jail for the rest of your life, which I'm totally fair with, but something along the lines of like what Michael Vick did, the football player, he ran like yeah. a dog fighting ring, right? He went to jail, spent time in jail. Uh, he did his time. That's what the government said. And I think after that, it's like, all right, man, he did his time. Like you, he did his punishment and you got to let him go. Like, you know, it's not like he walked free. It's like, oh, he fucking went to jail. So like yeah. stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, that shouldn't define him. Like he paid for it. So um, that's kind of how I view that. But anyways, uh, moving on to the Ponderer. Last one we got in the Discord. Uh, if you could convince someone to watch the Batman animated series, what episode would you uh, make them watch to hook them in or to like make them interested in the show or Batman in general? What story you got? I mean, Heart of Ice is one of the best. I think Heart of Ice is a really good one, but I think just because of the line delivery, I I don't remember the title. Uh, so, uh, uh, Ponderer, Ethan, uh, uh, help me out here, or uh, Juice. Uh, mm. But the very classic uh, episode where uh, Batman is seeing the uh, the illusion or whatever mm. of like the the skull in the sky or like the whatever it is death or whatever and he's mm-hmm. like i am vengeance i am the night i am batman so I, that is the scarecrow episode um yeah. and i don't know the name of the episode but it is scarecrow's i think first appearance and yeah. um yeah batman's basically fighting off his father because his father thinks that he's a bad person or some shit like that yeah something, i think it's something along those lines i don't know the name of it though like but. i i think that line delivery and just like telling you like hey this is batman like yeah go watch that um but also in relation to the batman the animated series i think if you just show them uh mask of the phantasm as well um yeah i probably go with the movie yeah, yeah. i think a movie would probably be the best thing to be honest because uh, you get a lot of different characters in it i think it's solid because yeah you could the thing is is you gotta de- i think that's probably the best shout to be honest is mask of the phantasm because you got to remember, everybody's going to be different, right? Like, oh, do you want action or do you want, like, comedy? Do you want, like, a good story? If you want a good story, you give them Heart of Ice. If yeah. you want silliness, I would give them something with Harley or Joker. Um, if you want, like, drama, I'm trying to think of, like, what's one of the most dramatic episodes. Um, I, I would know. say the... 
Oh, you know, uh, if you want drama, the one where uh, Bad Girl dies. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, because I think Scarecrow's involved in that, too. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, where uh, Jim Gordon's going after Batman because he thinks he killed Batgirl. Um, or, it's like, that's the storyline. Um, yeah. And it has that very it POV shot from inside the car of Batgirl falling. Like, it's so insane. Yeah. Um, which I can't believe they let that pass instead of letting Batgirl just fall from a building, which is crazy. It's so much worse. Um, anyways, moving on to the YouTube comments. Um, we have two from Young. We already talked about the one where he uh, corrected me on Gotham. But he says, my question is, if you have a, any Batmobile from a live action, which one would it be? So any live action Batmobile. I feel like we've answered this like very yeah. early on in Batman News Weekly uh, years. Uh, but I would probably choose uh, most likely the uh batman forever the uh, the blue flame the blue ribs i i I love it it's just so iconic for me i would go old school uh 89 that's my favorite one but i'm thinking about this practically that bitch would be hard to park it ain't fitting in my driveway (laughs) it's too long my drive it would hang off the driveway and i think it would just like get stuck because like you know driveways and it's also it's also really low to the ground so for sure yeah i saw a ferrari yesterday because i was driving downtown and i was just like ferraris look nice but they're so low to the ground like and we live in a hilly like environment and i'm just like how do you not fuck that car up especially downtown with all the speed bumps yeah Uh, like i like i see people drive corvettes and i love corvettes corvettes look amazing i'm like how do y'all not fuck those up I remember when I was younger, I saw uh, somebody fucking had like one of those like Fast and the Furious type like Honda Civic sport cars. And there was a at the movie theater. This happened at the movie theater. There was a speed bump that was built a little too high. Like this was a really high speed bump got stuck. And I was like, Uh, wow, I was like, that's fucking shit. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I so for practical purposes. I would go Ben Affleck's um, thing because that shit looks like it can go on any terrain. Like it's just wide. Well, I I don't want to choose sixty six because there are legit people in the world that have yeah. modeled their cars after sixty six. Yeah, and and now there's just so many out there. Mm-hmm. So I, I I wouldn't want the practicality of sixty six. Um, would would I be cheating to say uh, uh, Bale's motorcycle? that comes out of the Batmobile. Yeah. Here's the thing about that. It looks uncomfortable. That's I the still... thing. Cuz you you are stretching your whole body across the thing. Like That's true. Dude, I'm getting older, my back, <laughs> oh, my back down, fucking motorcycle, you know what I mean? Like I've seen old men doing the Harleys but they're straight up. They're like 90 degrees. You know what I mean? Like Bells is all uh that would hurt my back, get my low back getting off of that. Imagine Man, you, you hit bike. one bump too. Yeah. <laughs> Granted it has huge wheels so maybe you don't feel it. Yeah. But um yeah, I'd have to go like cuz here's the thing, man. We we've driven on our highways. People are assholes. You ain't fucking with me if I got that the Ben Affleck Batmobile, right? <laughs> like you you overpass me. I'm hitting that nitro boost, like bitch, crushing you and shit. Like it's over. Uh, and then if somebody tries to get on me, I got missiles and shit, I'm destroying people, dude. Get out of my way, traffic. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That would be fucking crazy. I think the the most impractical one is the tumbler. Yeah, like that. You it, can't it, even it, park it, that bitch. 
How would you get on the highway? I think it would be too wide to get on a ramp. I don't know, man. You got to hit the boot. You have to jump on roofs like you did in the movie. Fucking... <laughs> um, I just would hate to try to park that. Like, you know, you got to go downtown and fucking park in a spot. Like, oh, fuck. Where am I going to take up six spots? Yeah, dude, you got to crush people. Like, oh, I'm a billionaire. Here's some money. Um, but yeah, that's just that's wild. But I, I think I would go practicality wise. I'd go with the other one. I mean, I wouldn't you wouldn't drive it anywhere. So it just kind of sucks. Like they're all they all look cool. I don't think you could drive them really anywhere. I did come out of my hotel once in, in Comic-Con and somebody drove there straight up to the hotel and just left it there. I'm like, that's awesome. Like, it well, was I know I know that there was one year that Zack Snyder drove Ben Affleck. Yeah. To yeah. Comic-Con. Yeah, it was just like right outside the thing. I don't think I was there, but I remember seeing that. Um, yeah, that show was crazy. Uh, all right. Next up, we got uh, Nathan says, I love it when villains have their own villains. Uh, example, Venom and Carnage. Are those their own villains, though? I feel like Carnage was also Spider-Man. You know, it was Spider-Man, but it became more yeah. like after the years have gone by, it has become a feud between Venom and Carnage. Yeah. Which of these would likely uh, to perform best? Slime Face, failed singer who Carlo, uh, aka Clayface, um, but an acidic slime villain who fights Clayface for the role of a singer biopic. Interesting. Um, woman Cat, meta human that is Catwoman's man bat. Uh, Death Cap, poison ivy, but with fungus. Last of Us level threat. I'm gonna go out and say all of these are kind of trash. <laughs> Um, I so I'll be completely honest with you. I had a really hard time reading the first one. Yeah. I guess uh, Juice's dy- dyslexia came on to me when I was trying to read these comments. <laughs> yeah. Um, because Slime Face, I read it as Smiley Face, and I'm like, that's uh, Chip Zdarsky's guy. That's yeah. already a villain. Yeah, um, no, but uh, but Slime Face, I I don't like the idea of like an acidic person that is able to shapeshift. I yeah. feel like that, that could be very complicated to write. Um, How do they so, not burn everything? Exactly. Yeah. Like it, it's, uh, it's the Midas touch, you know, how, how do you not turn everything into gold? Yeah. Same thing here. How do you not turn everything into just boiling goop after, after burning everything? Yeah. Um, Woman cat is probably the easiest else world story. Um, honestly. Um, yeah and then death cap uh well the I thing just... is catwoman has literally turned into a cat before in the animated series so she is that technically is woman cat mm-hmm. yeah so, um and then i i don't think fungus would really matter to poison ivy yeah i just feel like fungus is still plant-based so it would yeah. still just be poison ivy yeah I just like Tom King made Poison Ivy too OP for me, and I'm like she she bodies everybody. <laughs> like she literally controlled everybody in the world. Like he made her so OP. Um, moving on, uh, Alexis Barrera. Uh, what goes into creating an iconic Batman character? Like for example, Bane worked while the Signal and Ghostmaker didn't. It is design, writing, or something else. Well, it's everything. I think to be honest. I don't think one character has come out and just like their design alone has made them successful because I don't think um, what's her face. A Joker's new love interest punchline. Great design. I think she looks fantastic. I don't think she's that great writing wise. I don't know how I, I can't say that for sure. 
because there was those backup stories that were in a whole bunch of books that we did not read. Yeah. Um, and we've kind of fallen off of the uh, the Gotham game, the punchline uh, title. Yeah. Um, I think that there's something there. But here's here's the problem that DC editors and I don't think Tynan mm-hmm. really had this problem because he made her the way that she was intended. Yeah. And then and I, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but then there's this whole wave of idea of like female empowerment, female individuality, right? Yeah. So they made punchline into Joker's side piece, and then immediately was like I'm going to be my own woman and I'm going to rule Gotham. Yeah. But it's like in my mind, it should have been, Hey, I'm going to rule Gotham until Joker returns because remind me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure she was the only one who knew Joker wasn't dead. Yeah. From the whole like Joker war thing. Yeah. So like, I think it's, she still would have worked out fine as the joker side piece not saying she's not a badass and could be individualized yeah i just think that it was too fast of a swap to really be like okay like i get it i i get what people want from this Mm -hmm. but there needs to be development from it you can't just be like bam we're gonna change her into this right now yeah it also goes on to again writing matters because I don't remember a lot of the like I am my own like character kind of thing. Although I do remember she was in jail and like the podcast stuff and all that jazz. But like the way you get around the like you could be a badass woman and a side piece. Like it's you know like Grant. I think people again kind of like the word hypocrite. People are just like oh side piece it's negative and it's like yeah. no like it's just like oh you know it's just slang in my opinion. It's their partner. Like you could just have her. Obviously, the way you get over villains is usually have them do something heinous or crazy, right? Like, that's what yeah. gets over a lot of villains. You ever do something crazy and then maybe have the person that's getting killed or whatever say, like, you're just Joker side piece or some shit right there. And that's when she can explain. She's like, oh, you think, you know, you think Joker controls me? He doesn't control me. I just like to be with Joker because he understands my crazy. You know what I mean? Or something along those lines to where you showcase, like, oh, yeah, I don't listen to him. Like... I like to do things with him because he he gets me, you know? Yeah. And you you still kind of keep that manipulation possibility there because maybe he knows how to control her. But at the same time, you're having her do her own shit. And like, you know, that's kind of how you write it. I think a lot of people just, I think it, it comes down to the writer, right? If you only have a female character there to like do the lovey-dovey shit or like, oh yeah, I'm here to help you. Like then you're turning them into a side piece. I think a lot of characters this is why I say writing's important is you need to, like you said, flesh out those characters. Well, here's here's a question kind of evolving this conversation a little bit mm-hmm. more with Punchline. Um, the idea of... Because I think a lot of people didn't like the idea of Joker manipulating another woman. Yeah. We found out that it really wasn't Joker manipulating her. She mm-hmm. really was a psycho and she was seeking him out. Yeah. Like, was that enough for people to be like oh that's the case or is it the idea of like oh well that's sickening why would you make a woman do that for this psychotic individual like, yeah for me i think that you kind of have to have to these types of people in the comic world yeah to make sure that things don't stay stale yeah you know um, it's also i don't like the idea that 
women can't be crazy. Like, I don't, I don't hate, I hate how like uh, there's that weird stereotype. It's like, oh, you're just making it look bad. I'm like, uh, are we trying to say that women can't be villainous? That women aren't bad people too? Like, is that what it's, we're saying? It's a very weird world that we're yeah. Um, because I, I totally get the sentiment. Like, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be attacking women. All of this other stuff, and but the idea of like in a fictional world where you know these things happen to crazy individuals yeah i think that it kind of has to be you know uh yeah. gender neutral uh for craziness i so, mean if if i were to write this legitimately from my own personal experience from women i've dated i've seen how manipulative and crazy women can be and i'm not yeah. just saying that as like oh my exes are crazy like no if anybody that's no i've talked about this on my podcast i've talked about this on my streams like I dated a girl that hid two kids from me. Like, you know, like women can be as manipulative as men. You know what I mean? I had another ex try to destroy my next relationship. Like, it's just kind of crazy. Like people do things. We're human. Everybody has the same emotions. The, the way women can be uh, emotionally crazy. Men can be the same way or vice versa, you know? And so like, I just don't like that idea to answer your question. Why Ghostmaker and signal didn't work. Signal, I feel like, came at the end of a run, and they were just kind of ho- like he should have. Well, technically, Signal was there the whole time, but he didn't become Signal until after Snyder's run was already over. If I if I'm remembering the timeline properly, so like there was nowhere for him to go, yeah. and like they gave him like a four issue run, like that's not going to do anything, right? Um, so I don't think they planned out. I feel like Signal was made, and they didn't have a plan for him after that. That's I think why Signal failed. Ghostmaker was just made too op and too annoying in my opinion yeah that was that was one of our biggest hang-ups like yeah. the very first time we read the ghostmaker like introduction yeah was he figured out every problem in gotham mm-hmm. within two pages yeah and there was still 20 pages left of story and like the the overall outcome was Batman was like, oh, you could be smarter than anybody in the world, but if you're not up to snuff, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's just like, I, I I don't understand this character. Yeah. like They made it, him solve 20 cases while he was having a threesome. Like, yeah. bro, come on. Like, it's just kind of ridiculous. Like, they just made him so too OP. And that can be a turnoff, man. Like, you have to have vulnerability in characters. I don't think I've seen him get his ass beat. No uh even in uh batman incorporated right now yeah. i i still think that everybody else around him yeah. is getting their ass beat and he is still like this godly character yeah i mean we did see him get his ass beat by bruce in the last um batman issue but like that's kind of not not where we're at right now you know what i mean so yeah. um because you know that we Go check out the last issue that we covered. I think it's titled like Zadarsky is the worst Batman writer or some shit like that. I just know he didn't like it. Um, but yeah, I think he got beat up in that issue. And then, yeah, I don't know. I think that's the problem with him. Um, but I think design is huge, but I think stories matters the most. Look at the Court of Owls, right? They had a co- they had a cool design. They had a great story. And yeah. I think that's what made them iconic. Um, I wouldn't say that Tynan, dude, Tynan's designs had so much potential. Like his characters had so much potential. He, I just, the writing wasn't there. And I think that's why I think punchline is the only one. And I said that at the, at the start of that run, I was like, punchline is the only character people are going to remember from this run. Um, 
I mean, I guess he has Ghostmaker and they're like throwing Ghostmaker down our throats. But I think that's because toys are implemented in that. So they're probably trying to get some merchandise off of that. Um, I am going to dread the day we see Ghostmaker in an animated series or a movie. I'm just going to be like, well, there was those rumors for quite a while that uh, Ghostmaker was going to get his own series on the CW. Yeah, that'd be terrible. But anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. So I would say writing and design are very, very key to any kind of character, to be honest. Uh, Moncray, what are your thoughts of the 2004 Batman and uh, Batman series? I think it's underappreciated. Which one's that? The that's, Batman? Yeah, it's the Batman. That's With the where, ugly uh, ass Joker? Yeah. Yeah. I remember I've watched a few episodes. I don't like the, the art. I don't like the art of it, but I didn't hate the episodes. I'm going to have a hot take. It's my preferred animated series. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, I can't I haven't watched it all so I can't fight you on that right now. So I I love it. Um and to edit my question from young, I think this Batmobile is the most practical mm-hmm. um but still looks like a Batmobile. Unlike Pattinson where it's just a car. Um yeah. this one has like a little bit of like the Lamborghini Mustang look. Is that the one with the red it, window? Uh, no, it has, it has all the blue lights and neon stuff all around it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, this is my preferred animated series. Uh, I love it. Uh, it actually gave penguin like his like penguin esque voice, Mm -hmm. uh, rather than in, uh, Batman, the animated series where he just sounds like a rich dude. Um, I love this. I, I absolutely love this. The way they expanded the universe with the, uh, Batman versus Dracula movie as well. Yeah, uh, I saw that. That was good. Very, very good. Um, I dig it, man. It's it's yeah. it's great. Uh, yeah, I just I wasn't a fan of the art style. It's kind of the same thing with Brave and the Bold. I haven't seen Brave and the Bold because I wasn't a fan of the art style. And that's kind of like how I'm with anime. If I don't like the anime, like the style, like I'll never watch One Piece. One Piece makes me want to throw up. So <laughs> I will. I will say this: if you can find enjoyment in Teen Titans Go, mm-hmm. you will find enjoyment in Batman Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Um. It's it's like the cappiness of '66 with like some solid storytelling of like Batman anime series. Like does it have like innuendo adult jokes in it? Because that's what yeah. Teen Titan Go has. It's so fucking funny. Well like it, it has it has the the very famous and you've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. The like oh, oh the, justice is yeah. unisex and yeah, like beats that. up that's the trans. So yeah. Yeah. Uh I I I really enjoyed the Batman. It was actually supposed to be expanded into an entire universe. Unfortunately, uh, the last season of the Batman didn't go well with mm-hmm. audiences, um, but the last episodes were a Justice League team up where they yeah. introduced Martian Manhunter, Green Lantern, all these other heroes. It was really, really cool. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, moving on from Eduardo de la Cruz. Um, you either die a hero or live long enough to see who would win. Condiment King versus Dog Welder. Now, did you look up this character? I need to. What okay, the hell so is Dog Welder? Dog Welder is a guy that welds dogs to people. So he kills dogs <laughs> and he what welds the- them to people. Granted, I don't even know how you could do that physically. But Dog Welder, like... Oh my god, even- there was two of them. Dog yeah. Welder and Dog Welder 2. Yeah. Why would you even get, like... He kicks Condiment King's ass and then puts a dog on him. Like... First of all, he kills dogs. Like, first of all, dogs are going to fight for their lives, I think, depending on the type of dog. 
Um, so first of all, he's crazy enough to fight dogs. Secondly, he's crazy enough to wheel weld a dog to you. Dude, I am looking up his information. Okay, characteristics: male, height, 6'4, weight, 420 pounds. Yeah, uh, that's what now is that including all of the weight of like the welding stuff that's I, on him? Also, I have no idea. Maybe he doesn't look 420 pounds, but he's also tall. Tall people shift their weight differently. Dude, this makes Okay, guys, the creator of this character now makes total sense as of who the actual character is. The Grant Morrison. Okay. Dog Welder was created by Garth Ennis. Uh, yeah. So the boys, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, it, it, it makes total sense now. Yeah, so uh, Dog Welder fucking beats Condiment King's ass. Okay, Batman and the Outsiders versus Rita Repulsa. I think Rita probably wins that. Um... Oh, I don't, Batman, I don't know. I don't know. Batman's Batman bad. and the Outsiders? Yeah. I the Outsiders think, have powered people, so. I think Batman may be able to thwart Rita Repulsa. Yeah. Um, but again, Rita Repulsa never fights on her own, so she's going to mm-hmm. have monsters. She's going to make them grow. Is this going to be the first time we see Batman with a Megazord? Like, yeah. Is, is he going to? Because I know he has the Justice Buster. Yeah, but that's only so big. Like Rita makes these people well, like, taller than taller than buildings. Right now, if I'm not mistaken, there is like a Batman or not a Batman, but like a Justice League Gundam book, isn't there? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. they all have Gundams now. So uh, that's probably what would happen. Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah, if it's the Outsiders with like uh, Black Lightning and stuff, they have powers. So yeah, I'd probably go with that. Um, the Riddler versus Scarecrow. I think we've had this before, and I think we said Riddler. Because yeah. he'd just be he would outsmart Scarecrow. Well, so what he said was the Riddler from uh, the Batman and Scarecrow from oh, Nolan. Now yeah. this is just the DC characters. Yeah, regular Riddler, Riddler and Riddler, uh, regular Scarecrow. Um, I'm gonna prop. See, this is this is weird because like if you go comics wise, mm-hmm. like I think that the fear toxin has gotten like way out of control comics yeah. wise and so i think scarecrow might have the upper hand here okay i always go back to the idea that riddler was able to do everything in hush you know what i mean because he was kind of the mastermind behind that whole story at the end of it true so he had in joker involved he had hush involved clayface was there like yeah superman got taken down like that's a pretty crazy yeah. um and I also think he would know, he would be smart enough to know how to counteract fear toxin, you know? Yeah. Um, it also it always comes down to situational stuff, you know? Uh, hand to hand, Scarecrow probably beats his ass. So. Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, Tom King did make his Riddler a little bit more like, could probably fight you, you know? But I always think of like animated series Riddler that looks like he'd get knocked out in a punch. So. That's my preferred Riddler. Jason Todd, what's one character from any franchise you'd like to see Batman to take Batman's place and got them for a week? Spider-Man. Such an easy switch. Uh, By making it interesting. Any franchise that you would like to take Batman's place and got them. Um, Yeah, to make things interesting, I think that the like wholeheartedness of spider-man yeah 
going into Gotham would be very interesting. Um, we all know that Joker wouldn't care at all yeah. to like be out and about. So I don't think you would need to like, unfortunately face the craziest villain of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would still like to see how he, you know, takes care of everything, how, what he thinks of the system of Arkham and all of that stuff. I think it would be very interesting. Yeah. And if I was, um, if it's from any other franchise, like just to change it up, uh, L from Death Note. So, Light, uh, I should say. Light yeah. from Death Note. Or L, yeah. to be honest, either of them would be interesting yeah. to see how they figure out everything. But I mean, I was trying to see, he just starts, because he'd have to get the names of all the villains yeah. within a week. And fucking, I guess he could go to Arkham and just write all their na- names in a book, but then he'd be bad himself. So, I mean, whatever. It'd be interesting. Uh, I still would love to see Batman trying to, if Batman could solve um light's whole situation which i think he would be able to pretty easy i think there's a video on that to be honest um how batman would uh defeat him uh clay says what dcu moment would have made fans hyped the most uh cool mech suit lex was used instead of doomsday in bbs martian manhunter also fighting steppenwolf in justice league flamingo and killer frost also being on air's suicide squad I don't think those last two would matter um, because Air Suicide Squad was awful. Um, I think Manhunter would probably be the bigger hype, the biggest hype, to be honest. I I think it would have. um, I just like, unfortunately, the Jesse Eisenberg Lex Luthor um, isn't really believable in a mech suit. Um, Now, I think with more development, he would have been. Mm but we didn't really get to see that part of his world. He relied so much on the Kryptonian ship and Zod and all of these other things. Manipulation Um, was his biggest thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which is a part of Lex Luthor. Um, And usually when it comes to comics or even the animated series and everything else, like him being the one to get his hands dirty is always a last resort. Yeah. Um, Which would have been great to see eventually. Uh, and I hope that's kind of what we see in uh, James Gunn's DCU, like yeah. to finally get that development. But I think the Martian Manhunter uh, actually seeing action uh, in Justice League probably would have been the most hype thing. Yeah, I agree. And I think definitely that wins. Uh, and then our last comment is from Teeny or Tiny. I always, what do I say, Teeny? Tiny Beauty. Uh, why don't Batman's enemies just shoot him in the mouth? Plot armor. Um, I feel like everybody can throw out plot armor for everything. I feel like we've always talked about that. Why doesn't yeah. Spider-Man, why don't they just drop a nuke on Spider-Man? Like, why don't they, you know, like, you can do that for everybody. Like, there's, if you try to bring realism into comic books, you're not going to have a good time. Like, yeah. it just doesn't work. But I think, uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have tried to do that with Batman. You know what I mean? Um, but like a lot of villains that have shown they're narcissistic and they're like, I got to tell you how I'm going to be the greatest person and then you're going to die. And in that time, Batman solves um, how to beat him, you know? But yeah, we've, we've had the discussion of plot armor a million times on this podcast. I hate the term because I feel like it's what people just bring out when they don't have an intelligent way to actually discuss comics. It's just like, eh, it's plot armor. He beats everybody. And I'm like, if you actually read comics, you would understand that he doesn't beat everybody. But it's you know everybody just is on Twitter and they think they know what they're talking about. Yeah, but I like. 
I well, just my my two cents on the yeah, whole yeah. thing is the idea of Batman being shot in the mouth has I feel like been dealt with. Uh, there's been Odyssey. plenty, yeah. Uh, mm. and I feel like there was a story. If you ever watch, uh, did Zadarsky do something when he got hit in the face? I don't know because mm. Zadarsky's had some random shit recently too. I don't remember. Um, hmm. if you watch the animated movie Gotham Knights, um, mm-hmm. it is technically supposed to be the years between. Batman Begins and uh, uh, The Dark Knight Um, and it somehow makes sense but it's just how some people take it. Uh, There's a story of Batman creating this like electromagnetic force field for when people shoot at him the bullets will bounce off. Uh, And then he saw how like destructive it could be by like a straight bullet hitting somebody. Um, I think in comics there is something like that for Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really seen it a whole lot because I think a lot of people just forget about things like that and they're just like, oh, well, it'd be cooler if we see Batman, you know, get shot up with bullets and his cape gets all torn up or whatever. Yeah. You know, um, you also have to look for the aesthetics also mm-hmm. when it comes to that kind of thing. Um, for and and Juice is right, you know, the idea of like Batman could be shot in the mouth like every single issue, or yeah. if he was shot in the first issue, boom, no more Batman. So, yeah. Yeah, you can't bring everything like you can't try to make everything realistic. That's why I hate realistic Batman in the movies nowadays because it's just so boring. Um, also, Batman can apparently eat C four in the Batman, and he's totally fine. So, like for real, you know, he's got superhuman skin. But uh, yeah, I don't. Um, there have been plenty of people that have tried to explain why he doesn't get shot in the face, but it's just not interesting. It's like Zadarsky trying to show the underwear having practicality, like. There's no reason for it. You didn't need to do that. And I think it's the same thing with the face stuff. Because there had, if you want evidence, go read, try to read Batman Odyssey and uh, see that he has a face shield. And like yeah. there's a, apparently a magic face shield that is over his money because he literally gets shot in the face in Batman Odyssey. So if you want evidence, it's there. But it looks stupid. It looks dumb. Yeah. It's kind of like how we thought Zadarsky. Having a bat suit that was also a space suit was kind of dumb. Like, we've seen yeah. him in actual space suit with a helmet and everything. But no, just the regular uh, bat suit with a basically surgical mask almost with oxygen tank was totally good enough for him to survive in space, uh, which I call bullshit. Um, those things you can complain about. But, like, I don't know. If you want them to explain it, it's, sometimes it's just not good enough. So, um just kind of dis what is it um disband belief descend i don't know how to say it disband uh, it's uh i don't know the proper uh, word Sus- dispend suspend suspend disbelief yeah i don't know what i'm i'm trying to say right anyways that's the last comment and we have no comics uh i believe if you are interested in reading batman comics this week i think um the newest detective came out if i'm not mistaken there's also the Tim Drake story. If you're still interested in reading Tim Drake, um, what else? What else? I'm trying to load the thing, but okay. Uh, it's down here. Looking at it right now, it looks like uh, there was graduation day number six. I am gonna read that myself. Yeah. Um, also, just announced. I already made a TikTok on it. I'm gonna be releasing it later today. Um, 
Blue Beetle is now part of Dawn of DC, and he is getting an ongoing series coming out in September. Oh, interesting. So, I uh, I want to let everybody know, don't let this one fail. Like It's, it's going to be the same creative team, so you're going to get the same... Okay uh the same writer the same artist hope i i know that production wise it may seem like a lot but i kind of hope they still do the english and the spanish versions yeah. so that way they can include those people who only uh read and 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 speak in spanish to yeah. be able to to enjoy that as well i think that would be very cool um there was harley quinn we haven't been reading that um and then of course uh Green Arrow number one came out. Apparently, there is a brand new villain uh, introduced into the DCU or DC uh-huh. universe. Yeah, so I will be reading that one as well. I wasn't able to really catch up on reading this week, yeah. uh, so I'm a little bit behind. Yeah, I skimmed through Detective Comics. I have no idea what the hell is going on. There's also a backup about like some shirtless guy and this girl, and she kicks freeze in the nuts. Like, I don't know what's happening there. It's I, Does it look like it's still doing the whole like? Oh yeah, that whole Odyssey weird thing, kind of yeah. random shit. Yeah, it still has all those weird characters. I feel like that character, that story's been going on for like a year. It feels like. Jeez. Um, I I'm just sad, man, because I I think Ram V is awesome, and I don't know why. I just I don't like that story. Um, maybe it's too gothicy. I think he tried to go a little too hardcore. Um, yeah. Which is crazy because he did so well on Catwoman. Um. Wait, but yeah, there's he, also Riddler Year One uh, did Part he bring Four. Bring back Ra's al Ghul. I have no idea. There's like a bunch of shit in that book, um, but it's also like I, I'm pretty sure Batman's still feeling old and all that kind of shit too. Like, I don't really know. But that's it for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Clay, what do you got going on this week, man? So this week we went back over at Star Wars Alliance to. Uh, review the uh, volume one of Star Wars Visions because next week volume two comes out on May 4th so uh, go check that out Uh, we will be uh, reviewing that we're going to be doing a watch along as well as doing our live so there's a lot of stuff going on at Star Wars Alliance make sure to be following uh, that on your podcast feeds and of course uh, Ranger Alliance has the once and always review that we did uh, so go check that out. There won't be any new episodes for me on both uh, podcasts because I'm taking a break in the month of May. Uh, Going to be focusing a lot on Batman News Weekly. So uh, just go out and support that. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, I will be streaming on Friday. If you guys are listening to this and it's still Friday, uh, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, definitely come hang out. Uh, and yeah, I'm just these next 10 days I'm working on the new channel because uh, I don't have any, I don't have to worry about my job right now, so that'd be kind of cool. Definitely come back next week, ladies and gentlemen, because we will be reviewing Batman 135, which this is a legacy issue because it is uh issue 900 of Batman. Uh, and holy shit, there's some stuff that happens in that book that wow, um, I can't believe Zdarsky did that. So we're gonna be talking about it, we have a lot to say about it. And uh, definitely come back and check that out. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman!